Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to The Mystic Show. This is the show where we talk about spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, a lot of personal development, character development, all good topics. And uh, I haven't said it in a while, but we like to talk about and discuss all things unseen and otherworldly, right? We get caught up in the material world with our jobs, with our food, with our clothes, with our hairdos, and, uh, you know, a lot of the most important parts of life are unseen. We can't see them with our eyes. You know, talking about spirituality or even the mind. I mean, can you see your mind? No. Can you see your six mental muscles? No. Can you see love? No. Can you see contentment? No. Can you see feeling? No. So, most everything that is worth anything is unseen. Right? So we get caught up in the day-to-day. But that's why you're listening to this show, because we're, we're balancing life. This is an important conversation that we like to have, because it does balance our lives. And today is November 15th, 2013, and uh, we're live. If, if, if you're here at 7 a.m. on Friday, November 15th, you're hearing us live. We broadcast on the Fractal Stream internet radio station. We also replay the show on the Fractal Stream at 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. this evening. Those are all Eastern Time, New York City Time. And we also archive every single show on our website, themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net, and you can actually get our phone number and our Skype handle. You can call us. You can call me right here, live on the air. If you want to uh, comment on something that we're discussing, or if you have a differing opinion, anything, call up, let us know what you think. Um, I'll just give you the phone number real quick. I haven't given the number out in a while, but it's right on the website. If you go to the website, right on the top of every page, it says, call the show live, phone 973 Four nine eight eight zero three three, and it says Skype Fractal Stream. Yep. So the phone number nine seven three four nine eight eight zero three three. But it's all on the website, and also our links to our Facebook and Twitter. So we're happy to have you here today, and we have a great guest coming on in about twenty five minutes. And you, if you're a regular listener, you might know who that is. And even if you're not a regular listener, if you're listening to the podcast, it's probably in the title of the podcast, the name of our guest. So hopefully Mystic Maria is going to be joining us. We're very happy about that, for sure. Um, so I actually p- tweeted a picture of the sunrise this morning, right outside the window of the studio here on our, on our Twitter account. Uh, at the Mystic Show, and uh, 
I wanted to get right into it today. We're reading from our James Allen book. This book is called Above Life's Turmoil and uh, written by James Allen, the English mystic. And we have about three passages left to go, which means we've done about 17 or so. I think there's about 20 total. And they're short. They're maybe a couple pages each. Some of them are a bit longer. But uh, really, wow, right to the point, breaking it down into real practical language, right? We love practical we, we love practical anything. We love practicality, right? Spirituality is wonderful. All the abstract and esoteric topics are really wonderful, but we love to put it into practice as well, right? Because that's the only way we're going to benefit from it, right? There's nothing worse than a person. I shouldn't say nothing worse, but it's really, it's really sad when a person is basically preaching about spirituality and love and compassion and character and integrity and they're preaching 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 and then their their whole their life is a mess and it's in shambles and they're they have a bad character and they do bad things i mean there's nothing worse than that that's terrible that's complete hypocrisy who wants to live like that no one So we like to learn, and you, yes, you, you're a mystic in training. You want to learn how to implement this in your life. So it's good. The the passage I'm going to read today is called Contentment in Activity. Contentment in Activity. And this is really good. I actually read it really quick before the show. Um, very practical. This is this is really good. So uh, let's get right to it then. Let me uh, let me turn off the ringer so we're not interrupted. Uh, but after I read this, you can if you want to call and uh, comment on it. And by the way, if you're sitting at home or just kind of relaxing, sitting and listening to this show, um, I encourage you to close your eyes while I'm reading this and. Um, and just relax and you know focus a bit on what I'm saying. But if you're not, if you're out in the car or jogging, anything, obviously you can't close your eyes. So here we go. Let's read. This is from Above Life's Turmoil. Oh, excuse me. Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen, and this passage is called Contentment in Activity. The confounding of a positive spiritual virtue or principle with a negative animal vice is common amongst writers, even of what is called the advanced thought school, and much valuable energy is frequently expended in criticizing and condemning, where a little calm reasoning would have revealed a greater light and led to the exercise of a broader charity. The other day, I came across a vigorous attack upon the teaching of love, 
wherein the writer condemned such teaching as weakly, foolish, and hypocritical. Needless to say, that which he was condemning as love was merely weak sentimentality and hypocrisy. Another writer in condemning meekness does not know that what he calls meekness is only cowardice. While another who attacks chastity as a snare is really confusing painful and hypocritical restraint with the virtue of chastity. And just lately, I received a long letter from a correspondent who took great pains to show me that contentment is a vice and is the source of innumerable evils. That which my correspondent called contentment is, of course, animal indifference. The spirit of indifference is incompatible with progress, whereas the spirit of contentment may and does attend the highest form of activity, the truest advancement and development. Indolence is the twin sister of indifference. But Cheerful and ready action is the friend of contentment. Contentment is a virtue which becomes lofty and spiritual in its later developments, as the mind is trained to perceive and the heart to receive the guidance, in all things, of a merciful law. To be contented does not mean to forego effort. It means to free effort from anxiety. It does not mean to be satisfied with sin and ignorance and folly, but to rest happily in duty done, work accomplished. A man may be said to be content to lead a groveling life, to remain in sin and in debt. But such a man's true state is one of indifference to his duty, his obligations, and the just claims of his fellow men. He cannot truly be said to possess the virtue of contentment. He does not experience the pure and abiding joy which is the accompaniment of active contentment. So far as his true nature is concerned, he is a sleeping soul, and sooner or later will be awakened by intense suffering, having passed through which he will find that true contentment, which is the outcome 
of honest effort and true living. There are three things which a man should be content. One, with whatever happens. Two, with his friendships and possessions. Three, with his pure thoughts. Contented with whatever happens, he will escape grief. With his friends and possessions, he will avoid anxiety and wretchedness. And with his pure thoughts, he will never go back to suffer and grovel in impurities. There are three things with which a man should not be content. One, with his opinions. Two, with his character. Three, with his spiritual condition. Not content with his opinions, he will continually increase in intelligence. Not content with his character, he will ceaselessly grow in strength and virtue. And not content with his spiritual condition, he will, every day, enter into a larger wisdom and fuller blessedness. In a word, a man should be contented, but not indifferent to his development as a responsible and spiritual being. The truly contented man works energetically and faithfully and accepts all results with an untroubled spirit, trusting, at first, that all is well, but afterwards, with the growth of enlightenment, knowing that results exactly correspond with efforts. Whatsoever material possessions come to him, come not by greed and anxiety and strife, but by right thought, wise action, and pure exertion. All right, that's it for that section. We'll take a quick break.
Thank you to Anya for this musical piece. As always, we thank her a lot. She's going to have to, really, she's going to have to be on this show. Um, I'm actually surprised one of you listeners hasn't uh, tried to contact her yet uh, and book her on the show. Anyway, uh, thanks to Anya for that. And welcome back to The Mystic Show. Our website is themysticshow.net. TheMysticShow.net, and you can find everything there. Links to our social media, all of our archive shows, all of them, every single one. And also our phone number and our Skype handle. And I'm going to turn on the phone right now. Yep, our phone number and our Skype handle. And I just tweeted and I put a Facebook post that we're live as well. Just uh, I find that with social media, folks that are on there, like if I post it, exactly when we're live if they see it they can just click the link and hear it immediately live it it works pretty good some people like reminders um so all right well we just read this uh, piece called contentment in activity and this is i like this because he distinguishes contentment from animal indifference Right? That's quite a distinction. And and the practical side of the distinction is that animal indifference you you would just become lazy and you don't care and you don't you wouldn't really do much. And he says the spirit of indifference is incompatible with progress. But contentment, he says, is a virtue which it almost inspires action. He even says, to be contented does not mean to forego effort. It means to free effort from anxiety. So what you can do, what we can do, each of us, is be content with almost everything and just take action and just, it'll be free from anxiety and free from worry. And um, and when you do that, you usually get the best results, don't you? Think about it. If you do something when you're all worried and hasty and crazy, do you get the best result? Or do you get the best result when you do something just calmly and relaxed and, you know, I remember when I was playing baseball, when uh, when we were learning how to hit, hit the ball, and we were practicing how to hit, the coach would always say, you have to relax, because you can't be waiting for the pitcher to throw it, and you can't be all nervous, because it, you just, your body can't be nervous, you have to be relaxed and ready, ready for action, and, and with a natural swing. When you do that, that's when you get the best results. So he says uh, three things which you should be content with. You should be content with whatever happens. You should be content with your friendships and possessions. And you should be content with your pure thoughts. And it's interesting. He says, you know, be content with whatever happens. Um, that's a tough one, right? 
Because a lot of times bad things happen or things happen which we label as bad. But who's doing the labeling? We are. So the universe might be the universe might be helping us, but we think it's we think something bad is happening. It's like getting sick. When you get sick, it's just your body cleansing itself, right? Somehow. So getting sick is actually a blessing because your body has to be purified and getting sick is the way to become purified. There's no other way. Well, the only other way is to avoid avoid uh, becoming depurified. <laughs> I can't think of that word right now. Maybe you thought of it. Um, right? If we take on, if we uh, taint ourselves, that's when we become sick, right? Because the universe wants us to be pure. So anyhow, it reminds me of the, the Gita, reading the Bhagavad Gita, which we have to do a show on that. In fact, there's an author I'd like to get on the show about that. But in the Gita, Lord Krishna says uh, at one point, he says a lot actually, but at one point he says you should take action but not um, worry about the fruit of your action. Because worrying about the fruit of our action is, that's a problem because it then we're expecting something and if we're expecting something, then we're, we're upset if we don't get the right result. But like I just said, sometimes the result we get is really good for us, but we think it's bad. So then, by definition, we're living in um, illusion, right? It's not real. We're, we're projecting our own opinion on the world and saying, oh, that's bad. That would be better. Where the universe is saying, no, this is right. In fact, every moment of our lives, the universe, that's what the universe is essentially saying. This is right. This is right for you. <laughs> because we're always getting what we need on, on the highest level, of course. I mean, sometimes you need, you know, a cup of coffee and you don't get it, but you know, if you really needed it, the universe would somehow give it to you. I mean, and if you were in my studio, I, I, I can help you. I'll make you a cup of coffee. So the other three things which he mentions are three things with which a man should not be content. Right? Which I love this because a lot of people would say, oh, you should be content with everything. That's the spiritual way. Well, is it? Really, if you're if you're a, if you have a lousy character, if you're a scoundrel, you should be content with that. <laughs> That's a question for you. Well, these are the three things which with which you should not be content. Um, with your opinions, you should not be content with your character, and you should not be content with your spiritual condition. And this, I, this, again, this is the 
personal development side of spirituality. I really think that spirituality and self-help go together. They're not separate in my book, in my opinion. And uh, I'm not content with that opinion. (laughs) Um, Well, meaning that's my thought right now, right? But what do you think? Can you be spiritual without self-help? Without, you know, improving your opinions, your character, or your spiritual condition? So this is very telling because, and again, this this is a lot of people talk and preach, but they don't practice, and they're they're content with their opinions, they're content with their character, and they probably don't even know what what spiritual conditions are, <laughs> or what that means, or what it feels like, and that's uh, that's unfortunate. Well. It, I guess everyone is on their own journey, right? So, so this was a great uh, content. Contentment is a great uh, topic to discuss, actually. So maybe today, I don't know, wherever you are today or tomorrow, whenever you meet with other people, maybe you could talk about contentment. Ask them, hey, what do you think? Should you be content with what you have? Because a lot of people who teach goal setting and in my opinion they teach it the wrong way they say you should not be content with what you have you should you know be discontented with what you have and you should go for something much better but i guarantee when we get mystic maria on the phone in about five minutes she would tell you too you have to be content with what you have and a step further you have to be grateful for what you have And, not or, and you can strive to achieve something better. So what you have is good, you're happy, you're content, you're grateful, and you're you're on your way to achieving something even better, more abundance. So it's, it's not that, oh, my life stinks and I don't have what I want and this is painful, you know, it's... And, and and until I reach my big goal, I'm it, life is terrible. I mean, that's just that's crazy, right? So knowing what to be content with and what not to be content with is is great. And and by the way, I'll just just to twist your brain a little bit. Um, I think there's a difference between being satisfied and being uh, content. Mmm, future topic, right? I'm going to leave you hanging on that one. Um, so we're, what I'm going to do now, actually, is uh, I'm going to play a song, actually, because, um, I and I might start doing this, like about midway through the show, um, because my wife was telling me, oh, the breaks are so short. <laughs> like, I think she wanted to get up and go to the kitchen or use the bathroom or, what, you know, whatever. And uh, and the the breaks I'd normally take on the show are very short. Um, I mean, for good reason. It's you know I want to keep the flow going. But I think today I'm just going to play a song. And um, and I actually I don't know I had a dream 
and Neil Young was in my dream. So if he, uh, so the song, if you're listening to the podcast, the song might fade out and then fade back in because I don't think I'm allowed to, uh, put a, you know, publish a song, a full song inside of a podcast. But anyway, so if you're listening live, you'll hear the song. If, uh, you're listening to the replay or the, or, or if you're listening to the podcast, you won't hear the whole song, but, uh. Anyhow, let's uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back with our very special guest. And this song by Neil Young is called "You and Me." Ah, yes, Neil Young, You and Me. That's a great song, right? Thanks, Neil Young, and uh, welcome back to The Mystic Show. I'm Chris Curran, and uh, we broadcast the show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. It's a one-hour show, so 7 to 8 a.m. every weekday morning, Eastern Time, that's New York City time, and uh, we replay the show twice in the evening at 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. Eastern Time. And then we archive every show on our website, themysticshow.net, themysticshow.net. You can find our phone number, our Skype handle, call us live, or uh, connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. The links are there. Everything's on the website. And right now, I really want to uh, give a warm welcome to our special guest, uh, Mystic Maria. She is not only a spiritual aspirant, I should say a fervent spiritual aspirant, She's a, a Dale Carnegie instructor, a certified Dale Carnegie instructor, and also a member of Pause Your Life. So, um, Maria, are you there? Yes. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. Thanks for being on the show again, Mystic Maria. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you're you're developing quite a following on the internet, by the way. <laughs> people <laughs> people commenting and uh, posting about uh, shows that you're on. So, thank you. It's a privilege. Thank you to everyone. So we were talking about um, contentment, right? I read this James Allen, uh, uh, this little piece by James Allen talking about contentment, and where you were, you I think you might have been on hold. You may have heard part of it. So what did you have any ideas about that? Oh my gosh, I had a lot of ideas. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and there was one little point that I kind of didn't agree with him on. Great. But... <laughs> we want to hear about that. <laughs> Where is he? I want to talk to him. Right. He's here somewhere. He's in the air. Um, I I totally, totally agree with him that, like you said, I think now you could almost enter what I'm going to (laughs) say. But but absolutely, we have to be content with everything that's in our life. Um, and, And what's very interesting... I always say that if you put your life on rewind, if you take any little bit out of it, you know, if you say, okay, I really didn't like this piece, I I wish I could erase it. If you take any piece of your life out, 
that means that you would not be the person that you are right this moment. So you have to cherish every single part of it, right? So everything that's in your life right now, like you were saying, it it dedicates itself to your growth. Um, you need to welcome it. You need to welcome all of it. And that's where, even if you're not a religious person, it takes faith. Mm. It takes faith to know that everything that's in your life is for good. And, you know, a lot of folks challenge me on that. And the, the one area where I don't know what to say is in cases where there's illness in your life or where there's death, you know, of a family member or someone very close. And that becomes very, very difficult to explain, right? Like, why would that be happening? Yeah. Um, but, but even with that, um, you just need to know in your heart that, that it's, it's all there for good. I just had a thought on that, Maria, that sometimes uh, life unfolds on different levels. And some, so maybe some of these things that we think are bad, maybe, maybe it's like a long-term plan unfolding, like a 50-year plan. Like you, we can't possibly know what that plan might be, but that sickness or the tragedy might fit into that much bigger plan, which we can't see because we're down here in the trenches. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I could give you so many examples of that. Um, you know, my mom had Alzheimer's, and it was, I mean, I could honestly say it was terrible. Okay. <laughs> it was very, very difficult, you know, to deal with that. And, um, you know, she couldn't remember me. I was all wrapped up in it. I was like, oh, my gosh, how could my mother not remember me, you know? And, of course, we make up our little stories to make, our, to make us sad. You know, I started thinking to myself, she must have never loved me. If, if she loved me, she would always remember me, right, mm -hmm. regardless of what illness. So I, I created, you know, a real horrific story for myself. And then she passed away. And um, a year down the road, one of my very, 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 very close good friends had a stroke, and his memory was gone. And I watched his family struggle with the memory being gone, and I found myself being knowing how to handle it and helping the family and helping him and going along with his world, um, you know, and in retrospect, I saw that if I had not gone through whatever I went through with my mom, I would have never been able to help this other family. Mm. And there was definitely a connection. And when you look at your life and things that happen in your life, you will see connections. And while you're going through a struggle, you may not be able to explain it and you think it's terrible and horrible. And, but then when you look at your next phase, 
you may be contributing in that area in a very, very positive way. Um, we see that a lot with things that happen, you know, in the news. Um, uh, you see people, you know, starting fundraising in memory of someone. So, um, uh, basically, what I what I always say is just know in your heart, and I know it's hard to know because it takes faith, but just know in your heart that everything is for good. Um, the universe is a good universe. It's not a bad universe. You could see synchronicity in the universe. Mm. You could see, you know, everything having a purpose, right? So you can't be thinking that you don't have a purpose and that your life doesn't have a purpose. I, I almost think we wouldn't be here if we didn't have a purpose. Right. right. So, it actually reminds me of a story that everything is for the good, and I'm probably not going to tell this exactly correctly, but I think the point, I think we'll all get the point. Um, there was a man who, uh, there was an old man, and his son um, happened to break his leg. And someone asked the old man, oh, your son broke his leg. And the old man said, yes, everything is for good. And the people said, what do you mean everything's for good? He broke his leg. That's not a good thing. And then the next day, they were, uh, they were calling all the, the younger men to, uh, to basically drafting them to go to war. And his son, who had broke his leg, couldn't go to war. And he said, see, I told you, everything happens for the good. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, Chris, we must have been talking about that story. It has 500 verses. Um, and and the, the, one, the one that you just mentioned is like right in the middle. It continues. <laughs> oh, okay. Go on. Do you know it? Go ahead. It, but... It's it's a perfect perfect story for the contentment discussion, um, and um, it's it's a Chinese. Uh, it's like a story with five. It has five hundred verses. You know? <laughs> wow! <laughs> it goes forever, but but it starts out with uh, this man having a horse. You know, it'll probably come back to you now, uh, depending on how much you know how much of the five hundred verses you were exposed to. Okay. But but where I got where I get started is the man has a horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and everybody comes up to him and says, "Oh my gosh, you're so lucky you have a horse. Um, you know, now that it's fall and you have to sow the seeds, at least you have a horse to do it with." Mm. And the man said, "I don't know." And the next day, of course, the horse runs away. And everybody comes back and says, oh, my gosh, your horse ran away. You must be so discontent (laughs) (laughs) that your horse ran away. Uh, Now you're all by yourself. And he said, I don't know. Well, the following day, the horse comes back with, uh, you know, bunches of wild Mustangs. So now he has 10 horses, <laughs> and, you know, everybody says to him, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky. Nobody has. Now you're a rich man if you have 10 horses. And he says, I don't know. And that's the point where the son goes to tame one of the Mustangs. 
He falls off, breaks his leg. Everybody comes. Oh, my gosh, what terrible, terrible news. You know, your son broke his leg. I don't know, you know. And then um, horrible, horrible battle goes on, you know, is going on. They come, they recruit everyone except the son. And it just goes on and on and on as to how almost everything that happens in our life we tag as good as bad well this is good this is bad and it goes 500 where one is good and one is bad one is good one is bad (laughs) (laughs) but all he says is i don't know i don't know um the secret is to get to the point where we do know and it's all good right right (laughs) and it's all good because you will see that everything um, progresses. Everything is right on top of the other. And it's moving towards a positive outcome, always, always towards a positive outcome. So, um, so Maria, I'm really curious, what part of the James Allen reading did you disagree with? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, where he says not to be content with opinions and your, you know, your character and, um... And your spiritual condition, yes. Your spiritual condition. And and one of the things that I was thinking is that one of our struggles is liking ourselves and loving ourselves. And as a matter of fact... You know, we always talk about how everything is simple, right? And we just overcomplicate it. And and I really, really believe that if you look at the very simplistic view of spirituality, it's really a journey of us loving ourselves when we're babies, right? When when we're babies, we, we're not born saying, oh my gosh, I really don't like my hands. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't like me. You know, we're kind of born really, really liking ourselves and really believing we're unstoppable. You know, um, if any of the listeners have little little kids, you can see how they run up to the top of the stairs and are ready to jump off. You know, they just think they could fly. You know, as as little ones, we know that we are unstoppable. And as we grow older, we are given all the rules and, you know, we're starting to be pulled back until we get to a point where we begin not liking ourselves. You know, we know everything we're not good at, and we could recite it, you know, oh, I can't do that. You know, I'm not good in math. I, I oh, I never get a break. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, nobody likes me. I, you can't, know? I can't parallel park. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could go down the list. We have a complete list in our brain of everything we're not good at. And I really think that, uh, you know, in our spiritual journey, it's a trip back to loving ourselves. And, and I don't mean loving ourselves from a perspective of starting to think, hey, I'm better than anybody else, you know. Right. I'm not talking about 
you know, loving ourselves from an ego perspective. Right. You know, I could do anything and check out that one. He can't do anything, you know. <laughs> right. Or I'm doing everything right. Everybody else is doing everything wrong. I am not talking about that. But I'm talking about, you know, understanding that we are good, good, good human, you know, we, the gold in the middle, we say, right? Yeah. That, that starting to understand our true self, you know, the self that is full of love, you know, the self that's not jealous, the self this, that's totally fulfilled, right? And, um, and, and und- beginning to understand that self uh, versus, you know, everything we've been told. Um, in my Dale Carnegie classes, I always say, I always ask the class, if you were in kindergarten and I asked you to come up in front of the class and sing, how many of you would do it? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody raises their hand. You know, absolutely, I would come up and sing. So I say, okay, if I ask you now, you know, let's come in front of the class and sing by yourself, no music, a cappella, <laughs> how many of you would come up? And, you know, sometimes there is one person, you know, raising their hand and they happen to be a professional singer. Right. Like my, my excuse is always, I'm a drummer, not a singer, so I, I, I won't sing. <laughs> there you go. But in kindergarten, you weren't just a drummer. You were a drummer and a singer. Exactly. And then, you know, uh, you know, somebody said, go ahead and play, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the keyboards kindergarten you could play exactly that was great <laughs> and you don't care what it sounds like right you you really don't care but something happens to us between then and now and where we think you know we start out thinking we could do anything and we get to a point where we start thinking we could do very little, mm. right? We could do very little well, and we could do a lot of things badly. And uh, the reason I disagreed was we need to know that we could do everything perfectly that we're here to do. So whatever it is we're supposed to be doing, um, we do it well. We do it well. And we should be happy with that. And we should be grateful for that. Just like, you know, we may be grateful for our house and our cars. <laughs> like, you know, we should be grateful for who we are right this moment. But let, let me ask you a question, though. Let's take an example. Let's say I, I tend to have a temper and I get angry sometimes. And that's that's a part of my character that I don't really like. And I... I I don't want to be that person, um, but it just happens. And right, yeah. Right. What do I do? Well, how about that? So, so it's part of embracing our authentic self, right? So, so if you have a temper and if you do stuff that you know, you know, you should not be doing, it just means a separation from your authentic self. Um, why would you get angry? 
you know, you get angry because you're stressed, because you feel other people may not respect you, or you feel you're not being listened to, or you feel you could go down the list and you could start checking. Ego, 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 ego. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yes. Ego, 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 right? Yeah. And um, basically, the more we zoom into our authentic self, ego starts settling itself down. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, and we don't want it to go away because then we wouldn't be human. But we wanted to calm down a bit, right? To know that your importance doesn't come from other people. You know, your importance comes from within, from your connection to the universe. You know, understanding that everybody around me is just as important as me. And, you know, not to get all wrapped up into, I'm not being listened to, I'm not being loved, I'm not being, you know, whatever the list is, and to just know that you are. You are. Right. So, Maria, this, I just had a thought. What This is a great thing that you're pointing out, and, and I've, I've realized it too. And, um, okay, there's one thing about personal development and thinking about your character and 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 that's good at some at some point in people's lives they need to sort of think along personal development lines and character formation Um, but what you're saying is true also that if you and, and i believe this as well that when you sort of start to focus on the really higher spiritual values and when you start to like you're saying be you know uh be you know recognize your authentic self and realize it just just be on a much higher level of consciousness. I think at that point, a lot of this, you know, mundane personal development stuff, it just it goes away because it it's it's lower stuff. And if you raise your consciousness higher, it just doesn't even matter anymore. Like it's not that you have to solve all the mundane problems and then move up spiritually. It's actually that you move up spiritually and all your problems just dissolve and go away. Right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I I always make this comparison, right, of a tall building and being on the first floor and and looking out the window and seeing all the dirt and all the action and, you know, uh, whatever goes on out there versus being at the top of the Empire State Building and you look out and everything looks beautiful, right? And even when you're on the top of the um, Empire State Building, when you look down, you know, even the street that you saw the dirt and, you know, the homeless person and, you know, from the top of the Empire State Building, it all looks peaceful and it all looks beautiful, right? Um, but but the reason I said that it's as simple as a journey into loving ourselves is when we love ourselves, we don't get wrapped up, you know, into the mundane stuff. You know, we're we're at the top of the Empire State Building, and everything that goes on pleases us versus bothers us, right? And we have this understanding that it doesn't matter. It does, all this stuff doesn't matter. It's it's all about you know being grateful and being thrilled to be alive and being thrilled to contribute. Um, 
so and and I apologize. I always over oversimplify everything. <laughs> That's beautiful. We need that. Thank. We need that from you, Maria. Thank you. <laughs> But um, uh, last night, you know, I was teaching class and, you know, I talked about being in the zone and, and um, you know, what I mean by that is, is getting yourself in, the, in, in, in a place and, and the zone is where you know everything is, is, is good and you, and you put yourself in such a happy state where regardless of what's going on you're reacting with uh, with gratitude with gratefulness with happiness and and you're in the state of 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 happiness right um, i'm not saying we should not be continually looking to better ourselves i'm saying that we are continually bettering ourselves the more we realize our authentic self you know within that authentic self there is uh, you know eternal love you know love like we could never understand there is eternal abundance um, you know the universe wants us to be abundant and feel abundant um, all the things we worry about Within that authentic self, um, everything is there. Nothing to worry about. So, um, so anyway, Chris, that 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 was the one area that I was disagreeing with because the minute we start being discontent, we start making up our list. It, it becomes an endless list of things right. <laughs> to be unhappy about. Right. Um, so. I would just say, just let it go, let it go, and uh, just try getting yourself into that unstoppable zone, right? Into the zone of of love, happiness. Um, uh, you know, last night I was telling everyone, if you just say, um, if you act enthusiastic, you become enthusiastic. You, you know, using enthusiasm as your tool to get in the zone. Um, the word enthusiasm means the spirit within and acknowledging the fact that there's a spirit inside all of us that um, makes us unlimited, gives us strength that we don't even know we have. Um, and then doing things you enjoy, like sing a song, um, do whatever makes you happy. Uh, put a smile on your face. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, to I totally agree, Maria. Thank you for putting such a, a, a higher perspective on it, which is, again, what this show is all about. It's going higher and higher and higher. We, we Enough of the mundane world. Let's we, we talk about that enough. Let's, let's go higher. So, Maria, we're actually out of time. Can you believe that? It goes by so quickly, every, right? Every Friday, it's like, um, show's over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So thank you, Mystic Maria, certified Dale Carnegie instructor and uh, spiritual aspirant and member of Pause Your Life, right? You get the daily emails, don't you? Yes, I do. They're <laughs> wonderful. Cool. So thank you, Maria, for joining us. Um, and I hope we can talk to you next week. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. It would be a privilege. Thank you, Chris. That's great. All right. Thanks, Maria. And thank you all for listening. This has been a great show and some great topics. Um, Hopefully you can continue the conversation, maybe with some people you know. And of course, you can smile at people. You can uh, go to themysticshow.net and uh, send me a note if you have any questions or comments. And you can check out previous episodes and, you know, as you move through your day, try to remember some of these higher values and, and, and remain in a higher consciousness, in the zone, as Maria said. So, so have a great day, everybody. And remember, keep shining. <laughs>